Welcome to track number 9 of the Mysteries of God. How many more mysteries do you want? All right. Thank you. Now, um, the mystery of where to be. Or if you like, we can call it the mystery of the nations. I know we've talked about the relocation. Can I have a chair, please? Now, all these things that I'm sharing with you help you in life and ministry. If you want to take decisions for ministry and for life, or everything that I've talked about is important, especially in the ministry. It helps. You will be guided. Because ministry is made up of a complicated series of decisions and important correct thinking. You see, if you grow up wanting to correct men of God, you understand? It's not a correct thought. You have to grow up wanting to allow them to do what they are doing because God is great. (laughs) It's true. That's my... There are some people who don't understand how come I flow very well with certain because I seem to be to them quite different from this and that. But it's a spiritual way of thinking. You understand that God is the one who chose his servants. Amen. Amen. So, that actually brings us to the um, the uh, mystery of, uh, which, which mystery did I say I was going to give you? Let's talk about the mystery of the stars. Turn to Revelation chapter 1. Okay. Verse 12. And I turned unto the voice that speak with me, being um, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. And his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were, were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars. Everybody say the mystery of the stars. And out of his mouth went a two-edged sword, and his countenance were as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet, all right, as dead. And I asked, and he said, Fear not, I am the first and last Etc. Verse 90. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Verse 20. The mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in thy right in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. 
the seven stars are the seven angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches amen the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand now if you want to be blessed from the book of revelation you don't have you can read it without trying to know what it means is going to happen but you can there are a lot of things you can learn most prophecies you only understand them after they've happened you know like jesus they read about him he will come they wag they wag their heads they'll divide his garments he'll be buried with the rich he will be crucified with criminal you not understand it till it's happened after it's happened then you know that it's from god louisa you're welcome so but one of the things you can get from this mysterious thing is that these seven stars they are in his right hand amen and the seven stars are the the mystery of the seven stars it's a mystery it's a mystery and the mystery is that the stars are the angels and the word angel is the word uh messenger or angelos messenger which would be the pastors of the churches because angels don't deliver messages to churches you understand it's pastors so at any way it doesn't mean it doesn't mean angel it means pastor sorry it means messenger which you can take in different directions but um these messengers are stars to god they may not be stars to you huh what do you think yeah they may not be stars to you but they are stars to god They may not be stars in this world. The stars in this world are Serena, uh, Williams, and who else? Michael Jackson. He's not a star anymore. Fallen star. Zimbo. Or shooting star. Tiger Woods. And who else is a star? Michael Jordan. Who else is a star? Oprah Winfrey. Ronald what? Dingo. All right, all right. Now listen. These are God's stars. Simple and short. Amen. And it's mysterious. You know, this particular revelation, it, it, has, it came to me strongly because I once had somebody who was criticizing my stars. Do you see? Because I, I have different people who work for me. You understand? And one time, you know, 
was criticizing this uh, person who was working for me. He said, this person is like this, you know. And I, I, as I was listening to the person, I said, well, it, uh, it, it, is, it is wonderful, whatever the person's opinion. But the person is my star. It's a star to me. Yeah. I like the person. And I like the work that the person does. I don't have any problem with the person. You have a problem with my servant. But I like my servant. And he's my star. And I'm rather going to, you know, and you've got to be careful because the stars are in his right hand. So when you want to chuck the star, you, you, you can easily find that you are chucking the hand of God. I don't think it will be the right hand. And you know the right hand already. But it's a very wonderful thing when you start to criticize somebody that God sees as a star. Of course, the world doesn't see us as stars. Do you see? When I think of the hospital across the road, people look and say, is he, the guy, is he normal? But I believe that the Lord sees me as, as a star. Because I'm working for him. That's true. Amen. I work for him. I'm, I'm trying to do his will. Amen. Yeah, I don't work for money. I work for him. Most people work for money. I work for him. So watch out. When you take your spear to try to throw it at a star, at God's star, or any of his stars. So, as you watch God's messengers, just know that there are many, many things that God likes. You see, one of the things I'm a man of God is that you will never know the person really till you get close. Do you see? And you, you may understand why God uses the person. But some people have a picture that they give. When you get closer, you have a, a different picture. Some people, the picture you see is similar to the, what you have. Some people, it's quite different. Depending, but God looks at the heart, not at the clothes, not at the dressing, not at the behavior, not even at the temperament or the anger or whatever the person has. So watch out. You see, this is the greatest. It's almost like your reaction to God is, 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 is everything. Because if you overreact or you react in a way, do you understand? Or you fight against... I, I, I think that this is probably the single most important factor in us ruling ourselves out of things with God. It's how we relate with God's agent. Because you won't see God himself. This is the whole point. You just won't have the opportunity to see God himself. You will only have the opportunity to see his agent. Just like the people you preach to won't see God, but they will see you. So it's like their closest contact with God is you. If you are going to be a pastor or a minister. And same thing goes for you. So that thing, you know, there is some important thing that we must understand and it's mysterious 
You know, when the Bible says, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Why? Jacob who cheats people. You get it? Jacob who is a supplanter, and his name even means that who swindled his brother. But God chooses that person. That's what I'm saying, that you've you got to watch God's stars. And when you see that God has chosen somebody, watch out and be sort of careful with it. Amen. One day, Papa Hagen was telling us a story about how somebody was criticizing him. And then the Lord either appeared to him or told him, told him go and talk to my friend and tell him. He said, and he said, in the, he said in the message that the Lord said to the man, go and talk to my friend. He's my friend, like Kenneth Hagen, my friend Kenneth Hagen. And tell, tell him this and that and that. So you've got to watch out because you suddenly find out that you are relating with something spiritual. And I want to also say to you, let God define your relationship with men of God for you. Let it be defined by God. It's a mystery. But allow God to show you the people that are important and that are special and that are spiritually given to you. Why do I say that? Because there is a parable where Jesus said, a certain man made a vineyard, etc. And then he sent a, a servant. And then they beat him. Then they sent another one. They beat him. They sent another one. They beat him. Until he sent his only son. His son. And that one too, they killed him. So your life, if that we can go by anything, that parable says that God sent about three or four people before the last person was sent. So it's possible that in our lives, about three or four people will be sent to us. You understand? And our whole life will be judged because the whole judgment of that guy was based on the treatment of those people. But when those people are brought to you and are sent to you, watch out. You understand? They are important. They are special. And you have to, even, even their wives are special. Yeah, even their wives are special. The other day, the Lord was, the Lord was, you know, ministering to me about somebody's wife. So, just because it's the person's wife, you understand, yeah. Although I hardly relate with her, but just that, that person's wife, you know, do something for her, that person's wife because it's this person's wife. Amen. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, remember. They are God's stars. And they are in his right hand. And if they are in his right hand, he can squeeze like this. They will, they will finish just now. Just like that. If he wants to. Just do this. And, it's gone. and he can turn them where he wants to turn them. And sometimes he turns them this way. He turns them this way. You cannot turn them. They are not in your hand. Do you understand? They are in God's hand. Yes. So you see people who, who let's say, stay in churches. I'm coming to change this church. You cannot change a church. God is the one who can change the church. You can be blessed in a church and contribute in the church. But you cannot change it. You, you, you will actually end up fighting things you cannot, you cannot change. Yeah. And struggling with things that are impossible to change. Are you there? Yes. Oh, you don't like my message this morning? 
What do you think? Yeah. They are his stars. Today, the stars in America are different people in the secular world. But God's stars are different. It's the mystery of the stars. And they are in his right hand. He said the stars are the, the messengers to the seven churches. They are his stars. Amen. And the candlesticks are the churches, which is the light. The light that is left here on this earth is the church. And when the, the church goes out, the light goes out. And the place becomes dark and forsaken and condemned. That's why a church's presence is very powerful. And where you have large churches on television, radio, making an impact, there is a brighter light in the city than ever before. Do you understand? When you go to a town where there's very little of that, you don't have large, prominent churches like a lot of French, African countries. There's very small light. You know? And you find a lot of darkness. Hallelujah. So I want us to have great respect for God's stars and always remember this is somebody's star. So as you are going to say, the person is not good, the person does this. To God, the person is doing it well. Do you know that somebody can do something well for you and not well for, 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 for the other person? Yeah. It's true. I mean, I, I, had, I remember when I had, a, I had a carpenter, and this carpenter does everything well for me. Then I had somebody who the person worked for, and the person said, this carpenter is not good. It's not I just listened quietly, and after, and I still continue to use my carpenter because I like him very much. He does everything for me. Anything I want him to come, even my bedroom, should come and nail here, come and do this, come and do that. He does everything for me. He can even sleep in my house like my, like my family uh, member. You know, I have even George. Where is George? My old, what do you call it? Yeah, he's like my family member. I like him. If you don't like him, I like him. <laughs> yeah. Do you see? So you, you find out that like, when somebody likes someone and the, well, the person does something for the person, it's okay to the person. He likes him. So you, you, may, you may say, no, this person doesn't do this. It's like this. It's like this. Like this. Hey. The one, the real person who has employed the person really likes him. You know? So as you are talking plenty, you should at least be careful. <laughs> Amen. One day I was on a flight with uh, Bishop uh, Duncan Williams. You know? And, uh, You know, as I sat by him on the flight, I had not been on a flight with him before. As we were going to Ghana, we were going somewhere. You know, I was, uh, I mean, I was just thinking to myself, you know, this is a very nice person. If you knew him and his heart, do you see? But it's, it's easy to come up with all kinds of ideas from afar. Very easy. And, and it's always mysterious. So God, does he see things? He sees even more than you think. He sees. And he knows what he likes. It's just like with my guys. I, I, if I tell you like this one, there's one particular uh, situation. I say, do you know how I like this guy? Do you know what he does? He does this, 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 this. 
And somebody was saying, he's not this, he's this, he's like this, he's lazy, he's that, he's that. I said, hey, I also really like him. <laughs> the same person. Yeah, it may be true, but it's not important to me. Or it may be true, but in relation to me, it is. So maybe in relation to you, I may not add up, but in relation to God, God may like me. Easy. Easy, easy. It's a very, very good message. Although you are quiet, you know. (laughs) Yeah. One day I was uh, working with uh, somebody and uh, is this a fresh one? One day I was working with somebody. <laughs> shouldn't drink things from things that are open. So I had to go to the house a couple of times to, um, on the way to the office. So, I'll pass by, talk to her, and then I'll go home. One day, a long time later, at that time I didn't finish doing that work, she said to me, Bishop, many times when you were coming to my house, an angel would come to the house before you came. And the angel would come into the house, come into the sitting room, and she would tell her husband, an angel has come, bishop is coming. Within three minutes, I'll be standing at the door. She said it happened a number of times. I mean, I didn't go there so often, but just, you know. And she said, and she, she told her, she would tell her husband, you see, if you don't say anything, so I believe, but she told her husband, the angel, I mean, even where, he, where he's, he's, the angel was sitting, and here I'll come. <laughs> you, you don't even know, you understand, you are not even conscious and aware, you understand, but you are important to God. And there are spiritual factors and dimensions that are moving around in relation to the same person. Yeah. So be careful. Because in fact, sometimes you can have a servant who is maybe like this or like that, but he does one particular thing that really makes his master happy. Soup. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. That's maybe one thing that his master really likes. And that's what makes his master like him. <laughs> I'm thinking about that particular guy now. And if only he was around to do something nice for me. <laughs> but you see, you don't, you don't know what it is. So you don't know what, what, God, what God makes God happy about his people that he's chosen. You choose a divorcee and he likes the divorcees. You don't, you don't approve of the divorcee, but he likes the divorcee very much. <laughs> he feels very happy with the divorcee. 
It's mysterious. That's the divorcee is the person that he liked. If there's a married one, but he likes the divorcee. <laughs> it's a mysterious and wonderful thing. One day I had two pastors. <laughs> and uh, one was a very normal, straight, good guy. Doing everything perfectly. And then I had another pastor. He had various problems, fornication, this, that, 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 so many things. And one day, I had to think about something to choose something. Between, I'm not between the two, but it just occurred to me that if I have to choose one of these, which one would I choose? And I said, if I was given 100 chances to choose, I would choose the, problem, the guy with the problems. Hundred times and not choose this one. The straight, perfect, apparently straight, perfect, apparently, whatever. Good, moral, no problems, good marriage, life, this, that, everything. I would choose if I choose, okay, try once, twice, three times, up to a hundred times, I would still choose this other fellow. Yeah. You just have, it's mysterious. I'm telling you, and I'm talking about a range of problems. <laughs> but you see, sometimes you have a range of problems. You are now more humble and nicer. Oh. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah, so I've not have a problem. You are not very humble, so very, you know, all right, you know what I mean, you know. Huh? <laughs> I said hundred times I like this particular person with these problems. I would choose it the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time. Still, I'll be choosing. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. And and you see, I'm just using this analogy to help you to understand God's choices. You understand? Because when you you see how even a human being sometimes think, you realize and choose. Do you see? Then it helps you to understand how God also chooses. There were some people who used to work for my father when he was alive. And I used to wonder why does my father work with such people? How <laughs> <laughs> I many have seen something like that before? You wonder that ah, why does he work with such people? I remember one guy, you know, my father had horses. And a guy would the guy was a, the guy was training the horses or riding those. Or the guy was still, he had medicine. The guy was still the medicine. He was still this. He was still this. And he was still my father's main person. I said, "Hey, have you seen some before? Yeah. You may not know why. It's a wonderful thing. It's a star. The thief is the star." <laughs> God likes the thief. Or the man likes the thief. It's mysterious. And I never understood. I, said, I, used to, I remember I told my wife, I said, why? What, what is it? You see, you can even begin to think of something bad. That's like bad people move together. So this person is bad, so this person is so bad. <laughs> a bad person has chosen a bad person. Mercy. <laughs> Does he see? But it's powerful. 
So I'm trying to help you to see, open your eyes to see. God has his own things that he likes. Is that not so? Yeah. Some of you like pepper. Some of you don't like pepper. Is that not so? Yeah. If somebody was to make food for you with pepper, some of you, you, it's like, this is, it's like you are giving me gravels to eat. Huh? We've punished you, isn't it? Yeah. And, and for some of us, if you give food that there's no pepper, it's also another whole problem. <laughs> they give you tomato ketchup and they call it pepper. <laughs> So you see, and somebody may like the one who makes the strong pepper for him. <laughs> Are you there? Yes. So please allow God to flow with this. And one of the things too, when you are working with someone, if somebody has chosen someone, eh, choose the person too. Otherwise, it's not good. You are not going to work well with the person. Oh yeah. That's one of the things I've realized. If I have chosen somebody to work with, you understand? You just also have to choose the person because you will have to relate with the person. It's as simple as that. Even if you wouldn't choose that person. One day somebody came, one day somebody said, one day somebody came to me and said, hey, you, you have all these wild, wild people working for you. How, where do you get them from? I, I only have all these devils. I'm working here. <laughs> but you see, I realize that the criterion that I use to choose somebody who works for me is different from what many people may choose. One of the top criteria that I use to choose you to work for me is if you love me. Yeah, I choose people who love me and who like me. If you love me and like me, I'll choose you. If you don't like me, because there are people around, but not everybody loves you in a certain way. That's what that is what I don't know. I don't know about your school or your skill, but if you love me, I would like you to work for me. You understand? Because you work for me with love. Well, my people work mostly, rarely, I mean, we don't have much of like money, this is, we are struggling. No, it's like a family. I don't use like, oh, what, what did you do? What did you, what, what, what's your background? What did you do in school? What did you do? The, we don't have, we don't have that. I have about six doctors working for me in full time. It's about seven, five lawyers. All of them are full-time. None of them does their job. I mean, we all, we are still doctors. We do things, medical things, when we need to. But you don't, you, you don't see, you see a doctor selling books. And you wonder whether she went to school. So, yeah. Maybe it's too, it's too low for a great person like you. But for us, we are cool. What do you think? 
Is it a good message? <laughs> so you may wonder why God chooses people. And they choose somebody because yeah, you are not at all the qualification. So you will look at the person. So now let's go through your background. Have you been a drug dealer before? You know the questions they ask you when you are coming. Have you been drug? Have you been arrested before? Have you had this before? What's your education background? What's your school? This, that, that. Check your HIV. This my medical test. God does not. not looking at any of that. Do you like me? Do you see? Do you like me? Do you want me? Remember what Jesus asked Peter? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you really love me? That's all. Because if you love somebody, you won't harm the person. And when the person is even wrong. You will still love the person and you will have patience. When you love somebody, you are patient with the person. Amen. If you love me, you are patient with me and for me to make all my mistakes and misbehave until I do the right thing that you want. And the same thing, if I love you, you can misbehave and do all the wrong things until eventually you do the right thing. That's how you get all those so called good people. Because all of us come with our things, but just playing around until we find ourselves doing the best thing. Yeah, that's why you get all those good people. But you see, you, it's mysterious. You may not know how and where. You know, one day I, I was talking to somebody. I, I told the person, I said, let me tell you, I have chosen this person. So be careful with the person. This, I want to work with this person. So you have to accept the person. Because I will work with the person. I don't, I, this is a person that I want to work with. Simple. And that's how God is. You say, hey, you want to be in America? It's like in this church. You want to be in America? You have to deal with Pastor Joel. You can say, oh, you know, Pastor Joel is difficult and so on. Bishop, you are the one. So, no. You can't do that because I have chosen him to work. So you can't say, I want to bypass and come and talk to me. And say things about this person and about that person. One day in one country, I had a, a, a brother who was trying to do that. And at a point, he realized that, look, I will sacrifice, I don't care who you are, how much you have, this, that. I will sacrifice you for the person that I've chosen to be there. Oh, any day. You go first. And after he realized that he will be sacrificed, then he converted. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Are you there? God has his stars. Just fall in love with his stars as well. Amen? Amen. If you take someone like Benny Hinn, you may not understand why God uses him. When when you listen to Benny Hinn preaching, you say, oh, I can preach a better message than this message. Isn't it? Yeah. But there's something that God seems to have seen that you haven't, you don't have. And for you to have it, there's a long jump with pole vault. <laughs> long triple and pole vault before you will be there. And, and many times the things are invisible qualities that you can't see and you can't really put. Often when God is choosing somebody, what he has seen is invisible. When Mary was chosen by God, the quality that was chosen was not easy to see. Something invisible. She was a virgin. 
You can't see a virgin when she's walking around. It's a very secret thing that you need a professional eye to be able to see that this is a virgin. Yeah. A thousand women walk up the aisle wearing the dress. They are not virgins. But the reason why God chose Mary is not something that you can see. Many times the reason why God has chosen somebody is not something we can see. We will never understand it. Because a virgin shall conceive. Now the Bible are changing it to a young woman. Some of the, some of the virgins are changing it to a young woman. Shall conceive. Yeah. <laughs> That's Paul in the Bible. A young woman shall conceive. There's a difference between a young woman conceiving and a virgin. Amen. Okay. Now, stand to your feet. Thank God for the mystery of his stars. Are you excited about the stars that God has chosen? How many are understanding somehow why he chooses? That you can't even know why, isn't it? Maybe the person cooks some nice stew for the person. That, that, that's all. And from that day, it was done. <laughs> it's true. One thing, and then I like you. I love you. Lift your hands. Just thank the Lord right now. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Let's think about our God, our Savior and our King. The one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood. So we could be his friends. His friends until the end. And give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior. And uh, do you know that song? <coughs> How many know it? You sing it in church? Huh? No. Okay. Let's learn it. Let's think about our God, our Savior. The one who gave it all. He gave up everything. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man 
who shed his flesh so we could be his friends his friends until the end and give our love and praise to him he is our savior and our friend let's give our love and praise to him he is our savior and our friend it's it's let's give let's give our love two times all right let's think about our father's heart so right and true he's never given up given up on me or you let's think about our god our savior for all eternity and give our love and praise to gentlemen no no drums nothing nothing just one can you play this one rather play this one rather please all right to him he is our savior and our friend now listen let us give our love and praise to him he is our savior and our friend what do you think uh, let's think about our father's you know one day i was uh, dealing with a certain situation and uh, i was uh, not happy about something so i was dealing with a particular situation and then the lord spoke to me you know and uh, reminded me showed me about in fact this it was this song a word in this song let's think about our father's heart so right and true he's never given up given up on me or you let's think about our god of love and mercy free his washed as white as snow for all eternity and give our love and praise to him he is our savior and our friend let's give our love and praise to him he is our savior and our friend are you glad about your father's heart let's think about our father's heart so right hey he's never given up given up on me or you let's think about our god i say and mercy true he's washed us white as snow for all eternity and give our love and praise to come on he is our savior and our friend let's give our love and praise to him he is our savior and our the lord told me never give up no matter what never give up on anybody no matter what the person does unless god has given up and god has not given up and yet on and last week when i sat by this man who is the pastor who has built 250 church buildings and he said to me 18 years four days 18 years old and four days today 
I murdered somebody. And today, he's sitting in a church by me and he put his hand, he was sitting on the front row, he put his hand on my thigh. God bless you. God bless you for going to the prison to preach. God bless you. He said, I was a, I was a murderer. I killed somebody. I was 18 years old. <laughs> Let's think about our father's heart so right. He's never given up, given up on me or you. Let's think about our God of love and mercy free. He's washed us white as snow for all eternity. Hey! And give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Come on! Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Hey! We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Just one thought of you, and all we can say is love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Just one thought of you, and all we can say is think about our God. Our hearts so right and true. He's never given up, given up on me or you. Let's think about our God of love and mercy free. He's washed us white as snow for all eternity and gave love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and Praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's think about our God, our Savior and our King. The one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shared His pressure. So we could be His friends. His friends until the end And give our love and praise to Him He is our Savior and our Let's give! Let's give our love and praise to Him He is our Savior and our Come on! Let's give our love and praise to Him he is our Savior. Let's think about our Father's heart now. Let's think about our Father's So right. Never giving up. Never giving up. Giving up on me or you. Are you glad? Of, hey, are you glad about that? It's never giving up. Come on now. Here's the spider snow for all eternity. And give our love and Praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. If a Medra can build 250 churches, 
<laughs> you understand why God does not give up? How much more you and me? Huh? A medra. So the Lord said to me, because I was, I was really angry. I was really angry. I'm not usually angry, but I was really angry this time. And the Lord said, think about our father's heart. So right and true. It's never giving up. Giving up on me or you. Thank God. May he help us never to give up. And may we have faith that he hasn't given up on anybody. And Medra put his hand on my shoulder and said, thank you for going to the prison. I was in jail. I killed somebody 18 years and 4 days ago. (laughs) He knows the date. Exactly. We do not know the date. Let's think about our God, our Savior and our King. The one who gave it all, he gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end and give our love and praise to him. He is our Savior. And our friend, let's give our love and praise. Do you want to give your love? He is our savior and our friend. Let's think about our father's heart. So, never giving up, never giving up, giving up on. Think about our God of love and mercy. He's washed us white as snow for all eternity and give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Come on, let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Just one thought of you, and all we can say is we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Just one thought of you, and all we can say is think about our God and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the one who shed his precious so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to him. He is our Savior and our friend. Do you want to give your love to Him? And your praise to Him? I want to give it to a green card. I want to give it to a dollar bill. Oh man, I want to give my love to Him. And my praise to Him. And my heart to Him. And I want to serve Him. Oh.
Think about the man who shed his precious blood. So we could be his friends. Bad people and useless people. And nothings. Groups of nothings. Mercy. Eh? That's why I want to give my love and praise to him. You can't control me. I want to give my love to him. Don't try to restrict me. Don't let me feel that I'm an extremist. I don't like that feeling. I want to give my love and praise to him. Because he's my savior and my friend. When I think about my father's heart. Never given up. I will not forget that. So I called my when I so I called him when I called him to the office. I said, and I said, look, I told the little Paul. I said, you sing this song when this uh, brother comes here, sing it for him. <laughs> sing it. Never given up. Never given. So I said, I've not, I've not given up. And I'll never give up. I don't care. Amen. Never given up. Never given up. Never given up. Never given up. Don't give up. When I was in uh, Los Angeles last year, I met a lady, I think 70. How old was she? Uh, 84. The missionary to Haiti. 84. She started at 50. <laughs> She's never given up. Got a chance for everybody. <laughs> after the age, <laughs> after the mysterious retirement age. Still. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, God can start to use you in a certain way from the age of 50. It's possible. Yeah. Only that you shouldn't have that mind, but he's, so that you are waiting to be 50. When you are 50, you understand. God, you may never get to 50. <laughs> but if you are there, whatever age you are at, God has mercy. He's never given up. I said he's never given up. Hallelujah. Never given up. Given up on me or you. I say, you people, you can't believe I sat by a murderer. When I finished preaching, the murderer put his hand on me. And he said, thank you. For good. So when I was going with Pastor Dover, I said, who is God? We refer to him as the murderer. The one, the one on stage, the murderer. The murderer, who, he was preaching the next day. The murderer preached the next day in the morning. <laughs> It's mysterious. And he said, I've built personally 250 church buildings in Kenya. Apart from his church and other things that he's doing. The sowing seed there. Huh? Yeah. The person he killed me have died and gone to hell. Because many murderers, the ones they murder, go to hell. One time I was watching a guy was about to shoot somebody in a film. You know what he said to him? He said, see you in hell. 
<laughs> because he knew that the guy who was killing was going to hell and he would also go to hell. So he thought he said, see you in hell. Bam. <laughs> Let's think about our God. Amen. Do you want to think about your God? Let's think about our God. I say, the one who gave most part, a little, something small. No. Think about the one who shed his precious blood so we could be his friend, his friends until, come on, and give our love and praise to him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's think about our fathers. So never giving up. Never giving up. Giving up on me or you. Let's think about them. The mercy free. He's washed as white as snow. For all eternity and give our love and praise to him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to him. He is our Savior and our friend. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Just one thought of you, and all we can say is we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Just one thought of you, and all we can say is think about our Father's heart. So right, never giving up, never giving up, giving up on me or you. Let's think about us. Then washed us white as snow, washed us white as snow for all eternity and gave our love and praise to him. Can you, can you blame me? Can you blame me for giving my life to him? Can you blame me? <laughs> you can't blame me. Yeah. No, 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 no. You can't blame me. I tell you. You can't blame me. You can't blame me for doing it. To live for him, to die for him, you can't blame me. I tell you. When I think about him, his love, you think about your life. Think about his love. You, are, you, are, you will die and you will lie in the grave. And where will you go? It's just a matter of time for all of us. And somebody who knew what is coming in eternity came to rescue us from what is coming. Hey! Adam Grace. 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 Oh. I'll save him. I said, I'll serve him. Yeah, I'll serve him fully. I'll fight for him. I'll fight for his work, his kingdom, his will. 
try to be close to him i want to give my heart and my love to him fully my heart not my mind my heart i'll serve him i'll run after him oh i'm useless without him i'm not only useless but i'm nothing zero i i i mean i'm i mean not i don't know what is what is less than zero <laughs> negative infinity <laughs> hey i saved me oh man man i'm not here to save him so that i'll get something i'm here because of who he is that's what I said. Let's think about not the, let's think about our green cards and our new job that we have and our mortgages with our nice new cars. No. No. <laughs> the song is getting spoiled. <laughs> let's think about our God. Eh? Let's think about our God our savior and our king the one who gave it all he gave up everything let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends his friends to the end let's think about that and it will make us give our love and praise to him we will live for him and give ourselves come closer to him not for anything that may be offered as i mean a payment or something no don't work for God. If there's nothing, God shouldn't do anything again for us. He has done more than enough. If he doesn't, it's okay. How many realize that it's okay? He has done, I mean, what he has done is okay. I say, I sat by the murderer. I sat by the murderer and he really said, God bless you for going to the prison. 18 years and four days ago. I was 18 years and four days to today. I murdered a man. And I was sent to prison. God miraculous through Lotto computer lottery. His name came out free. (laughs) Hey! The mighty hand of God removed him from the place. And he has come to build churches. No, so what should he do again for you? He should give you a car. What else should he do? It's enough. He's done more than enough. Hey. Uh, what, what, what else? Thank God for his mercy and his grace. Father, we thank you for your love. We praise you. We will die for you and live for you. And give everything that is left for only you, Lord. Thank you for it. Lord, it's enough. The things you've done are okay. More than enough. We thank you. We thank you. Help us to love you in return. For the great love you've shown us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated.